This is the ActiveX Back Show from Edinburgh, Scotland's vibrant capital. Hosted by award-winning registered osteopath, author and all-round pain guru, Gavin Routledge. If you want relief or prevention of lower back pain or sciatica, and you want to be healthier, keep listening. The following programme should not be taken as medical advice, but for informational purposes only. Hello, hello, ActiveXer. Welcome back to the ActiveX Backs podcast. And in this episode, I am answering the question, how can low back pain be due to stress? The original question I had was, can low back pain be due to stress? But that would be a very short episode because the answer would simply be yes. So I thought it would be perhaps a little bit more helpful to you if we elaborated the question a little bit, extended it to how can low back pain be due to stress? Because the answer is yes, of course it can, but how? Now, I wrestled with this for a while before just deciding to crack on and record this episode because this is an immensely complex subject. But I'm trying to simplify it here. So we're all about neurobiology in this episode. So dig deep and prepare yourself for a ride into neurobiology. Now, I thought I'd start by saying that it would be helpful to reframe stress as psychological pain. Or rather, let's go a little bit deeper. So if you've listened to episodes one to six of the ActiveX Backs podcast previously, you'll know that um, pain is a complex sensation. It's not due to somebody, let's say, sticking a pin in your back and you feel pain. Um, the, what you experience down at the level of the pin is called nociception. So you have little nerve endings called nociceptors that detect that pin being inserted. They send a message up to the spinal cord. Spinal cord sends a message up to the brain and the brain then interprets all of the sensory input and other input and processes that it has going on and either will give you pain or not. So within that framework, I think it's going to be helpful to think about stress as nociception. So nociception is that detection of a noxious substance, in this case a pin, and stress is the detection of, uh, if you like, um, a psychological stressor. Okay, so if stress is nociception, then distress is pain. So we can have stress, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. So stress goes on in our lives all the time. Even if you, in fact, particularly if you isolate yourself in a little bubble uh, and have nothing going on, that in itself is a stressor. But whether it is distressing to you or not depends on all sorts of factors. Okay. I feel like I'm messing this up already, but I'm going to plow on. So nociception is a physical thing and stress is a psychological thing. Pain is a physically perceived perception, is a physical perception, and distress is a psychological perception. Okay, I'll say that again. So nociception is a physical, uh, physical input. Stress is a psychological input. Physical pain is a physical sensation. 
and distress is a psychological sensation. Okay, now, uh, why have I laboured through this? Because the two systems have very significant overlap in parts of your brain. And I'm just going to broad brush this and call it the limbic system. So it's the, all of these centers are not in the limbic system, but we have the amygdala, the thalamus, the hippocampus, the prefrontal cortex, which is definitely not in your limbic system. But all of these parts of the brain take part in the processing of both physical pain and psychological pain, so distress. All of these centers are involved in both systems. So, and what does that actually mean at a neuronal level? So at a very, very microscopic level, we can see that when you experience physical pain, there are neurons, little nerve cells that light up, what we call fire, they send their little electrical impulses. And those are the same neurons that fire when you experience psychological distress or pain. So you literally have the same neurons active in both processes. So, oh, now take a deep breath, Gavin. So all of these neurons, these nerve cells, have an electrical, a, le a level of electrical activity in them at all times. So your nervous system is made up of lots of electrical impulses passing along these um, long, thin nerve fibers. Um, okay, I'm not going to go into those. Um, that would just take me into a rabbit hole. So all of these neurons have common purposes or co common uses between psychological pain, distress, and physical pain. Okay, let's, let's start again. Let's do this differently. So here's a different metaphor for you. Let's say you have a house and the house has lots of rooms in it and in every room there is a light bulb. Now, in most houses, when you turn on a light in one room, there is no effect on the light bulb in the next room or any of the other rooms because each circuit is isolated. There's an isolating switch. So although there's electricity running right through the whole house to supply all those different light bulbs, there are these um, blocks called isolators that stop electricity running to the next light bulb when it's not required. And what you're doing when you put the switch on is you're removing that isolation, you're allowing the electric current to flow on. Now, your brain, generally speaking, doesn't have these isolating switches. The electricity is running throughout, okay? So let's go back to the house. So you've got all these light bulbs and let's say pain, so let's say, low, let's take low back pain. So low back pain is experienced when the light bulb in the sitting room, the kitchen and bedroom one all go on at the same time. That's what pain is. Now again, this is called the neuromatrix. So every pain experience that you have has a specific set of nerve cells all firing, all lighting up at the same time. And in our house, what did I say? Sitting room, kitchen and bedroom one is back pain. So when those light bulbs all go on together, you get back pain. But I don't know, uh, the stre stress at work. Let's say 
the distress that you experience at work sometimes. That experience at a, a neurological level is equal to the light going on in bedroom one, bedroom two, and the bathroom. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna struggle to remember all these different rooms now. So you've got that stress going on at work, you're feeling distressed and that causes bedroom one, bedroom two, and the bathroom lights all to be firing. So they're all firing. But guess what? There's no isolation between bedroom one, the sitting room, and the kitchen lights. So because the bedroom one light is on, the sitting room light comes on and the kitchen light comes on and you experience back pain. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm quite liking this metaphor. It may be making absolutely no sense to you at all, but I'm gonna run with it. So you can tell I just made this up on the spot. <clears throat> so let's go back through that again. You're experiencing stress at work. At a neurological level, stress at work equates to the lights in bedroom one, bedroom two, and the bathroom going on. But because there's no isolating switch between bedroom one, the sitting room, and the kitchen, those lights come on too. And so you experience back pain at the same time. Okay, it's a lot to take in, isn't it? But, but to be fair on me and my hastily made up metaphors, this is roughly how pain works. There is a huge overlap between the different circuits involved in distress, psychological pain, and physical pain. And that's how back pain can be due to stress. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> Sorry, I'm quite pleased with myself. Um, I, I don't know whether the, the, I'm going to keep using this metaphor of the lights in the house um, for representing different neurons firing. I know it is a big simplification and any neurobiologist listening into this will be scratching his head thinking, what is this mad osteopath talking about? Um, but equally, I'd like to think that neurobiologist, if he was being honest and kind or she was being honest and kind, would admit that I am referencing real science here. This is not just made up, okay? So this is how low back pain can be due to stress. There is a big overlap between the circuits related to psychological pain, distress, and physical pain. Yeah, I covered them earlier, the amygdala, the thalamus, the hippocampus, the prefrontal cortex, all of them are involved in both processes. So you have these common pathways, and that's why you may experience more low back pain when you are under stress than when you are not under psychological stress. And I don't know about you, but I have certainly experienced this, and I have had many clients tell me the same thing, sometimes with a little bit of prodding. You know, you get that kind of flare up in pain, and you're not really sure why, because you haven't done anything different physically. You can't see what's triggered it. But then you th if you think about, with a little bit of encouragement from me, if you think about life as a whole, well, you know, you've got some exams coming up, or, um, a family member has become ill or a family member is coming to visit you or you know there's some kind of psychological stress or active 
And that acts, as I often say, as a tremendous volume control on your pain. So now it is worth stressing here that stress is only one variable in the pain equation. And if you don't know what I'm talking about with the pain equation, go back to episodes five and six of the ActiveX Backs podcast and listen in on the pain equation. So stress is definitely one of the variables. And I often say to people, okay, it isn't stress that caused your back problem, but stress will act as a volume control on the amount of pain that you feel. There are other variables in that pain equation, not least the amount of attention you give things. And of course, the other ones being movement. Movement is super important. But anyway, go back to the uh, episodes five and six of the podcast if you want more on the pain equation. So I hope I have succeeded in not completely befuddling and bemusing you, but actually helping you to understand how low back pain can be due to stress. Okay, as ever, if you would like a free assessment, please go to backpainandsciatica.com. Do the free assessment there, and um, I'm sure there will be some resources there that will help you to gain relief and prevention of your lower back pain and sciatica. That's what we're all after anyway, isn't it? And of course, to remain active for life. So thanks for listening and see you again soon. Thanks for listening to the ActiveX Backs show. If you'd like a free assessment to set you on track to relief and prevention, just go to backpainandsciatica.com. And if you found this episode helpful, please pass it along to your friends and colleagues. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at ActiveXPacks.